Fantasy Football Fix Podcast. This is your boy Trent Corn. I'm here with my boy Shade Piper. What's up, Shade? Not much. Uh, today we're going to go ahead and try to bang out our running back rankings. Um, draft season is literally right. It's already here. We've already done one draft. Um, got about, what, like three weeks or so before the, roughly before the season starts. Um, then we're going to be, right now we're going to be talking about the hardest position to kind of nail down, and that's running backs. Um, basically you're going to need to draft them early, draft them often, and then whenever you think you've drafted enough running backs, I'm going to need you to draft one more. And yeah, so yeah, let's go ahead and get started. So yeah, my number one ranked running back, now of course, um, this is definitely a subject to change. Mine is Zeke. Uh, of course, there is a contract kind of holdout. Two, and you know, fantasy owners wasn't really expecting it, or me as personally as a Dallas Cowboys fan, I wasn't really expecting it. But you know, now that I'm thinking about it, we probably should have because just because Zeke and he's already caused a lot of headaches in his short time being with the Dallas Cowboys. He's very, very good, but he's very, very annoying to. Uh, be associated with um led the league in rushing two out of three seasons um last season he was finally um targeted like the like the upper echelon of running backs like McCaffrey, Kamara, and Markle I think he had like 77 receptions and then second half of the season he was targeted he was like hyper targeted like basically the Cowboys just went to Cooper and Zeke is what it looked like when I was watching them on TV um so yeah they've been targeting Zeke a lot so if Zeke plays Best running back in the game. Um, gets the passing volume that the other guys get, but he's also a monster on the ground. Like I said, leading the league in rushing two of three, two of three years, and then that one year that he didn't, he was suspended. Um, so yeah, Zeke, if he plays, would be ranked number one. Uh, so I have a different ranking at number one. I have... Saquon Barkley, and I know we've already kind of talked on about this off the air, but your Hopkins or your um, your argument against Hopkins in the wide receiver rankings was that he last season finished with a lower fantasy score than. Um, Devonte Adams nine times to five. That's actually the same exact thing with Zeke and Saquon last year. Um, so I don't really necessarily love that, but I like to use that against you just because. So I mean, that's yeah. You can you can say that for Saquon. I got him second, but uh, Hopkins didn't lose his one of the best players on his offense, like Odell. Saquon's going to be going up against sacked fronts. Games without Odell last year. Saquon Barkley scored, I think it was like five less fantasy points per game. Um, we don't know how long Eli Manning's going to be the quarterback and when Daniel Jones is going to step in. He's going to be facing stacked fronts. Like, um, and this is a very, very similar situation to David Johnson last year. Um, Saquon Barkley, I think, led the league in like 20-plus yard rushes last season. He broke off tons of them. 
on rushes that he didn't break off for 20-plus yards, he averaged only 2.7 yards per carry. And he's going to be seeing a much more stacked box. It's going to be a lot harder for Saquon to score points because people ain't got to worry about Odell. And he's already proved that by scoring five less fantasy points per game. And the pressure is going to be on him even more. He's not going to be able to score all those – he's not going to be able to do that again. It's not – the volume is going to be there. The offense is going to start and end with him. But just like David Johnson, and David Johnson put up a ninth-best fantasy finish last season, and everything went wrong for the guy, and he still put up, I think it was like ninth-best running back. But everybody has in their eyes that, what the heck, he was a total fantasy bust last season because they drafted him in the top three, you know, very, very high pick than what uh, last year than what he is this year. Um, and it's going to be the exact same thing this year. There, there, there's a chance for that because he's going to be facing so many people in the box more often than not. Um, if you had the first pick this year, Zeke, question mark. Saquon, I hate to break it to you guys, kind of a question mark. Um, especially in a PPR league, I would go for Christian McCaffrey. First overall, just because he's a little bit safer. Saquon, I think, is a great pick, and I think he, uh, I think he's great. I mean, I have him ranked second. But to to ignore the fact that Odell's gone, and he, like I said, 2.7 yards per carry when you don't break off a 20-yard rush or five already already on pace for five less fantasy points per game when Odell's out, you got to look at the question marks there. Um, I think it's another David Johnson story, this Giants team, especially with Golden Tate gone the very first four games. It's gonna be it's gonna be very very hard for Saquon to uh to do a lot of to do a lot of work and then whenever Eli Manning who hyper targets the running back because all he does is dink and duck when Daniel Jones comes in we don't even know what he does to the running backs so yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of hard yeah I mean, I'm far less concerned about the offense struggling in New York than I am about Ezekiel Elliott holding out games so. I'm sticking with Saquon. Uh, he scored more fancy points than Ezekiel Elliott last year. Um, there is some changes, but a whole lot less changes than what's going on in Dallas right now that we don't ha- know what the heck's going on. This could be a Le'Veon Bell situation where you draft Ezekiel Elliott one for whatever reason, and he doesn't play for the whole season. Yeah, there, there, there's so. higher there's higher chances that Nevin Gordon doesn't play than Ezekiel Elliott. Adam Schefter said that. A lot of people... In the organization, and Schefter think he might get the deal. There's a better chance for the deal to get done than than Melvin Gordon. Um, you, you don't really know, and that's why Melvin Gordon, his ADP dropped down to the third round. Zeke is still at the back of the first round, obviously because the, the talent is just there ahead of Melvin Gordon. But also, there is a higher chance that the deal gets done. Uh, we'll see. Definitely, if you know that Zeke ain't going to play, if it's your draft, and Zeke. Uh, it's still up in the air. Yeah, I don't draft him. Draft Saquon. I'm not saying draft a freaking holding out Zeke above Saquon, but if if you know that Zeke is going to going to play, and you know Saquon's going to play, I think it's kind of kind of silly to draft Saquon knowing knowing the risks and knowing that Zeke is less of a risk. Like I said, take take less risks when drafting. That's why I like Devontae Adams because just because he's a little bit safer week to week, not nine weeks to five weeks better last season. And DeAndre Hopkins, Zeke, if he plays this season, will be less of a risk, in my opinion, than Zeke. But they're both great players. You can call it one A, B, one A, one B. Pick your pick your favorite out of the bunch. It doesn't really matter. Uh, Saquon, very very unique talent. Um, can catch a pass. He can he can do it all. 
Um, yeah, Saquon's good. Saquon's Saquon's a fine pick if you if you like it and if you're willing to take the risk. And like I said, I he I don't see him cracking out of the top ten because David Johnson, who is in my opinion the best pure talent as far as receiving rushing in the league, um, I think um, you know if you if you needed a running back to get a thousand yards and a, a receiving and rushing like pick a running back this year to say that can happen uh, or, you know, this is not the best offense could happen. That would be David Johnson just because of his receiving ability, how he was a receiver in college and turned running back, of course, now in football. Very, very talented guy, but last season, everything went wrong for him and he still finished the number ninth ranked running back. So, yeah, you can probably expect that for sake one if all things go wrong. Um my third ranked running back is Christian McCaffrey, RB three last season, and you know you can pretty much expect the same. And I think I think Christian McCaffrey, uh, this might be wrong, but I believe he sat out like the last game or the missed the last game. If he didn't miss that, I think he would have finished as uh, RB one actually. So I have that he played sixteen games, but he could have like played like a couple snaps oh, or yeah. something. I don't know. Um, I don't know if that's true. I want to say Mike Clay said that on the ESPN Fantasy Show. Um, when I watch it, that's that stat is a there's fifty percent chance that that's true. So I'm looking at fantasypros.com. And it says sixteen games, but right, that right. could be wrong, um, I guess. I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to check again. Should have had my facts out before I even said that. But basically, e- even if that's not true, Christian McCaffrey catches tons of passes. Devin Funchess is gone. Um, they got David Moore and Curtis Samuel, obviously. Um, we don't really know what exactly those guys are yet, but Cam loves to target the running back, Christian McCaffrey, um, and I don't think that's going to change. I think it's uh, definitely the best offense Cam Newton has had in his time there, um, and Christian McCaffrey, I think, is going to uh, he's going to be just fine. I think it's going to be another top five finish, and definitely one of the less riskier uh, fantasy picks this year. Yeah, so I have um, Christian McCaffrey next, too. In PPR leagues, I even have him above Zeke. Clearly, I think he's probably the maybe even the best player in PPR leagues. Um, so, yeah, he's just he's he's just an all-around. He's going to be a safe pick this year. I think Cam Newton has a good year this year, and McCaffrey's going to have to be a big part of that. Uh, so I think he's definitely a safe bet for a top-three fantasy finish. Yeah. Standard or PPR. I don't want to just uh, say he's only going to be good in PPR. Yeah. Um, Adam Kamara, you know, uh, my fourth-ranked running back. With Mark Ingram gone, Kamara's kind of the, I guess you could say, go-to back, even though they did sign Latavis Murray to, in my opinion, um, we'll talk about Latavis uh, here in a little bit. He's like the Mark Ingram. He's in that Mark Ingram role. Adam Kamara uh, caught 81 uh, catches, I think, in like back-to-back years. So, you know, probably expect 81 receptions again. Um... And they had 194 rushing attempts last season. It was 120 the season before. Um, of course, he a little bit, a little bit more rushes since Mark Ingram was out the first four weeks last season. Um, so expect him to maybe crack 200 and some odd carries. You know, two, two, 220. Um, but he's still going to get your 80 receptions. I don't, I don't think they're going to want to use him as just a bell cow back, knowing his small frame. And you also got to think, okay, the smaller frame, a little bit more carries, a little bit more volume, you know, is that okay? So far, so good with him being injured. He hasn't really shown anything um, 
to worry about, but it's a smaller frame, more of a pass catching back. Um, definitely in the PPR league, he's going to be monstrous. I mean, 81 receptions in back-to-back years. Um, so, yeah, Alvin Kamara, great player. Um, yeah, if, if you if you have the, you know, if you have the fourth pick or you have a, a, a pick in the first round and it's kind of like, you know, you got Saquon and then, you know, those guys, but then, you know, Kamara's kind of like seen as this guy, right below those guys, I'd be fine with Kamara just because I think it's a very, very safe pick there yeah so I actually had the fourth pick in my league and this that's what I have Kamara ranked in the running back rankings but I do not love him just because I don't like small bodied running backs um but I'm probably gonna have to end up with him because if not I'm gonna have to take probably a chance on um someone like James Conner or Todd Gurley, who I think is even more of a risk than Kamara this year. Maybe Zeke Elliott could fall to me, but again, that's someone that I'm not trying to draft this year. So I don't love my position. I have Kamara ranked here. Um, uh, I do think Kamara is an excellent talent if he's on the field. I just am kind of weary of the injury risk there. Uh, And my league, Standard League, I think Kamara has a little bit more uh, value in PPR leagues, not as much as like a Christian McCaffrey, but he does have a little bit more value there. Either way, he's he's going to be a, a good pick, assuming he's healthy. Bro. Then my, my fifth-ranked running back is David Johnson. Um, you know, like I said, I don't think it's really a secret that David Johnson might be the most complete running back in all of football. The problem last season, as I said earlier, was the team that he was on. The Cardinals had only 28 red zone drives. That's tied with the 2005 49ers for the fewest in the season in the last 15 years. Um, the good news, however, is that DJ led the NFL. Again, led the NFL with getting 48% of his team's touches. And just the fact that his team wasn't good, so he couldn't do much with those touches. Um, this season, he gets Club Kingsbury and a better quarterback in Kyler Murray. Think about what uh, Kingsbury did in Texas Tech. His running backs ranked top 15 in receptions three of his four seasons including a sixth rank last season. He, he targets the running backs tons. Um, so I think it's a promising workload for David Johnson. First of all, you already led the NFL in, in um, like his team, a percentage of his team's touches, which, again, exact same thing could happen to Saquon. Of course, his team just sucks, so he couldn't do very good. Um, so that's why that's that comparison there that you can use. I think if you draft Saquon this year, you got to think about David Johnson last year, and will you be fine with that? Um, I'd be fine with that. I mean, it's a top 10 running back kind of guarantee. Some guys you draft near the top uh, could get hurt. You never know. Um, David Johnson this year, though, was my fifth-ranked running back. Definitely a guy. And that, and that it's been a – the offensive line has been very good this uh, preseason, yes. Um, but if you – of course, this is – you're not showing your whole entire offensive scheme. Everything's kind of vanilla. Um you're not you're not showing all your tricks. Maybe not even just trying as hard. Definitely, I would you know personally since Colin Murray's back there, maybe try a little bit harder next time. You know, I think Colin Murray's offensive line in Oklahoma was better than it was in Arizona. So that could you know raise a question mark for guys like even David Johnson. Although this guy can line up in the slot or really anywhere all along the line with the receivers and be just as effective. Um, I believe in 2016, when he was, like, the number one ranked running back, I think he was, like, the number one graded pass catcher in all football. Like, like even receivers ranked uh, lower 
than him. I'm not talking about just putting up numbers, but as far as his like routes running, as far as success with his routes running stuff, very very complete receiver. Um, um, the, the I was going to get to the offensive line. The if you want to take something away from the preseason, is that they run a very fast pace of play. And um, Matthew Barry said on ESPN, um, as far as guys who has a chance to get 100 receptions this year, he said that's freaking crazy numbers. Now we're talking. It's David Johnson because of the pace of play. How maybe the offensive line isn't as good in the end. Club Kingsbury loves to target the running backs. David Johnson has gone very, very high on this year. And if you're a guy, trade like you. You say you had the fourth pick. You, you don't know about Adam Kamara. I love David Johnson this year, and I love the Cardinals. Obviously, there's a lot of question marks of how everything could could turn out. But um, yeah, David Johnson has a chance. I mean, I think he's the best running back uh, as far as he can do both with his hands and his legs. So yeah. Yeah. So David Johnson is definitely a guy that I'm considering there. Um, I think he may be considered a little bit of a reach at the fourth pick. And I do think that he has a little bit of concern with him as well, um, like you said, with the offense, but also with age. He's not like an old guy yet, but he's had um, some injuries. He's is older than some of these other guys that are ranked ahead of him. Um, so I don't – I you know how I am with guys once they get up there in age, especially with the running back position. Yeah, whenever they so, get about 23 years. Yeah, that's my – that's my risk for him, even more than the offense. Because I think the offensive line actually looked a little bit better than last season. They still look awful, don't get me wrong. But I think they're improving, um, maybe at least a little bit. Um, so I think I think also Kyler being able to move around and escape sacks a little bit better than um, like a Josh Rosen, whoever, anybody basically that was um, – there last year, I think that's going to help a little bit to make it easier on the offensive line. Uh, so I think he's going to have some success this year. Um, but again, like with we've mentioned with a few of these guys already, there is some risk there. A lot yeah. of risk at running back this year. Definitely a lot, a lot of risk. A little bit more depth, I think, than yes. normal with, yep. with the base on, but a lot more risk. Because it's kind of been not really, I guess, our, our fault, their fault, because we're getting the. I guess it is their fault, but like. We didn't know that Zeke was going to happen. We didn't know that Melvin Gordon was going to happen. So that's already making the risk higher. But, yeah, definitely kind of a lot of risk this year. Um, speaking of risk, arthritic knees. Todd Gurley, this guy has arthritic knees. I have ranked, ranked six. His last season's number one ranked running back by a lot. He finished RB1 last year in just 14 games. He's an absolute monster. The workload, the workload, the workload, <laughs> everything is amazing. It's just the injury, the arthri- the arthritic knee. They're limiting him in, in, in like training games and preseason. Basically, Todd Gurley, you could draft him. He could be a monster, and then his knee could you know flare up, and then boom, you you don't know what you got. Now, I preface that by saying I drafted Todd Gurley in my very first league this season. Um, of course, I, um, I initially had the 12th pick in the draft. Uh, I made a trade where I got um, I traded the guy for his second or third round pick. He got my first round pick. So instead of picking up pick 12, I picked up pick 13. At pick 13, I personally took Todd Gurley. I think the talent of always is the risk in about the second round. If you're in the second round of your fantasy drafts, I suggest drafting Todd Gurley. And uh, again, this is a guy who likes to 
eliminate risk while drafting. And of course, my situation is a little bit different because I had I had more beef. Uh, I could I had another pick in the uh, second round and two picks in the third, so it's a little bit different situation. Um, I don't know if if, if I w- was not in that situation, if I would have went Todd Gurley, but Todd Gurley, I don't think he can. The talent's there. The volume would be there. Actually, the volume, I think, is going to take a, a step down. But I think it would take more of the Alvin Kamara role instead of the Saquon Barkley role. Does that make any sense? Like, they won't use him um, as frequently, but I think his t- talent is still is still amazing. And he, he's going to be more of like the, say he stays healthy for a full season, more of the Alvin Kamara range as far as receptions and touches go. And the fact that they use him and only him, it seems like, in the red zone. So, Tom Gurley, there is a lot of risk there. Like I said, arthritic freaking knee um, and stuff. But right now, he's healthy. And then you're directing some guys um, above him. I think that have a little bit more question marks as far as Melvin Gordon. And, you know, if it's your draft and Zeke's not there, Zeke. So, that's what I got. Yeah, so um, I actually don't have um, Gurley here because of a lot of the reasons that – you talked about his his knee. Um, I also, um, I just I think that. I mean, I guess it's gonna be if the offense goes downhill, it's gonna be because Gurley isn't playing as much. Whether it's injuries or not, I do think they're gonna limit it, limit him a little bit. Cause like you said, he was the work lord last year. Uh, yeah. I think that's why he has arthritis in his knee now. Uh, they used him a ton last year, and. That's, I knew you were for that. Remember? Yes. Not yeah. That's. Yeah, that's gonna. Um, it's coming back to bite him in the butt. Um, so uh, he's extremely risky. That I. That's why he is probably the most talented running back in the league. But I have him even one spot down farther than you. Um, uh, just because of that knee, and it's so it's so worrying to me. Um, yes. Not even that he can just get injured, but the fact that they could limit limit him a lot to keep him from getting injured. I just yeah. I don't see him finishing as running back one. Uh, yeah. I don't think there's any way he does that. Um, but yeah, like you said, if you if you just want to take the risk, you could end up getting one of the best running backs in the league uh, yeah. for pretty cheap uh, for what um, his talent is. Definitely, if you draft Todd Gurley, in my opinion, you go and you get Daryl Henderson just as a handcuff. Yeah. Talented rookie running back out of Memphis. People think people in this. Uh, man, I forgot what reporter it was. Sorry, reporter. Basically said that this year he thinks he could take the Chris Thompson role in the offense where he's already going to have a role um, in the offense. Gonna, uh, especially, just, and that, that makes sense since they're going to limit he, he Todd Gurley's touches already. He thinks Gurley will have the Chris Thompson role or Henderson no, will have uh, the Chris Thompson Darryl, role? Darryl Henderson. Okay. Since Todd Gurley will be limited, it makes sense because you're like, okay, well, yeah, Todd Gurley is going to get as much work. Um, he's going to have the Chris Thompson role. He's going to be a change of pace. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna get some work. I think Daryl Henderson, even with Todd Gurley, you know, there, he's gonna get you eight, eight fantasy points a game. That's not a lot. I'm not saying, oh yeah, flex Daryl Henderson. But what I'm saying is that like, he's gonna have a role even without Todd Gurley. And I think even when when, when Todd Gurley goes down, he's gonna be a freaking monster. For instance, uh, when I draft when I draft Todd Gurley, I draft Daryl Henderson. Now keep in mind, I also have Damian Williams, Josh Jacobs, and James White. Um, so I'm not really too worried at running back. That's you know that's part of what what I did when I drafted Todd Gurley. I was like, okay, well, I need to stack up the running backs. So I got like three three studs to to kind of shore up that position for me. 
But, uh, yeah, Todd Gurley, there's risk there, of course. It's just, do you want to, you know, do you want to risk it to get the biscuits? Top of the top of question we ask ourselves here. Um, and also, like, we'll probably talk about Daryl Henderson later, but also I wanted to point out, like you said, we were talking off the air about this. Um, like, look what C.J. Anderson did last year um, when he came in and for he Gurley. Was cut. And he was yeah. And who's cut by the writers? Yeah, exactly. So Daryl Henderson is a lot better than C.J. Anderson is probably yes. ever, especially at this point in his career. And he was able to look like a an all-star and like all-pro player at, with yeah. the Rams. So, so yeah, Daryl Henderson could have some value this year too. Um, yes. So I didn't even say where my who I had ranked here, which is Le'Veon Bell, which is a, could be a surprise, but apparently he's looking really good. Um, he's looking healthy. He's looking like he took a year off. Um, he's got a f- full year that everyone else was being banged up on all year, that he was just sitting at home working out, not getting hit at all. Um, and I think the offense is going to go through him, and I don't think it's going to be a terrible offense. I don't think it's going to be as bad as like the Giants like we were talking about with yeah. Saquon Barkley. I think that, um, one, I'm not a big believer in Daniel Jones. Two, um, I think having just having a year of experience um, in that and the NFL is gonna help. Um, oh shoot, I just blinked. Um, what's who? What's that redhead's name? Oh, Sam back Darnold. There. Sam Darnold. Yeah. So a year, I think a year in the league is gonna uh, be good for Sam Sam Darnold um, experience wise. So I think I don't think he's gonna be great, but I think he should be better than last year, which should help that offense be a little bit better. Le'Veon Bell, um, I think he can get back at least close to how he was beforehand. Which um, again, he's a risk, but he could be the best running back of football next year. Um, yeah. But you're not gonna be absent of risk on any of these running back picks basically so far, except maybe um, Christian McCaffrey. So. Right. So if you, um, if you'd rather go Gurley here, that's fine. That's which whatever. If you're more about worried about the injury risk, or you're more about more worried about being in a bad offense slash taking a year off, maybe rusty. Um, it's just however you want to look at it. So either one of those guys are both talented enough to be the best running back in football. It's just how you want to ra- weigh the risk. Right. Um, I'll I'll touch this on a little bit later. Um. My seventh-ranked running back is Melvin Gordon. Again, talking about risk. I think Melvin Gordon is a risk um, because of the whole – he's already requested for a trade. Um, and he's in he, – and, okay, I'm not as mad at Melvin Gordon as Zeke because Zeke's two years out. Melvin Gordon, this is his contract year. He wants a new contract. I understand it. For fantasy owners, it sucks. But for running backs, you got to know their shelf life isn't very big. And they want to secure the bag. Look at Todd Gurley. Secure the bag. Then, boom, arthritic knee. So, it makes sense as to why they're doing this. Um, RB7 last year, top 10 fantasy running back in three straight years, 7-5-7. Seven, seven. Um, top 5 running back when he stayed healthy. Then those two 7-plus finishes, he was dinged up a little bit. So, I'm setting this out as to say, oh, okay, well, he's going to miss a few games because of um, injury. Now, uh, so he's a 7th ranked running back. You could say, oh, I think he's going to miss the first four weeks of the season. So I could put him at still at the top ten in running backs, which makes sense, which is why he's going about the third round. Um, you know, you can get him. He's a big time risk. It's up to you, whatever you want. Le'Veon Bell has definitely had a a, a guy like you just talked about. Kind of has had a big impression on these uh, 
other running backs in the league t- trying to, to to get a contract. I, mean, I don't think it's the per- right person to 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 idolize since it didn't really work out in his favor as far as getting the money that you wanted and stuff. But hey, more power to him, I guess. Uh, yeah, I um, so I actually have him at eight uh, because I have Gurley at seven, which we already talked about. So um, the reason why I have him there just because. I do think that if he does get traded, whatever, he's going to probably miss at least a couple games, and that's going to hurt his fantasy value. Yes. Also, as you talked about with his 7th, 5th, and 7th finishes, um, there's a lot of guys in this list that weren't even in the league yet for a couple of those years, and then guys like Le'Veon Bell, who wasn't in the league last year, um, a, a bunch of guys that probably would have finished ahead of him those years that will make him a little bit lower. So I think, I think 8 is his, like, ceiling like if he plays if he only misses like two games I think eight is his like the top of where he's going to finish so that's actually with me eliminating risk I think he'll be eight Um, so you might be a little bit higher on him than I am I think he's talented but I just think there's other guys with a lot more talent that you can have a lot less risk right my eighth ranked running back um and a guy that I personally you know I was asking if they would pick above Le'Veon Bell and um, uh, Melvin Gordon and some of those other riskier guys. That's James Conner. Um, in the last five years, Le'Veon Bell was a Steelers uh, leading rusher three times. In those years, they ranked second, seventh, and third in total offensive yards, seventh, tenth, and eighth in offensive points. You might ask, okay, well, but what about the other two years without Le'Veon Bell? One year's with D'Angelo Williams. In that season, they were third in yards, fourth in, and fourth in points. Last season with Connor, fourth in yards and sixth in points. It's almost as if the, it's more of the offense than the running back as far as success in Pittsburgh. But I'm not done yet. Let's dig a little bit deeper. Connor played in 13 games and had starter snaps, which is 11 due to injury. He, he kind of left early a couple games. In those 11 games, he had the ninth most touches at the running back position and 12 rushing touchdowns. Le'Veon Bell has never, never scored double-digit rushing touchdowns. Of course, he was a is a freak with his passing ability. Um, last year, Connor was the fifth most elusive running back with workhorse touches behind Chubb, Henry, Cream, and Barkley. He had nine rushes of over 20 yards and 200 and 215 carries in 2017 with 321 carries. The stud Le'Veon Bell had three such runs okay James Conner was a running back one or two 77% of the time the sixth best percentage higher than the likes of Alvin Kamara is running back one 54% of the time that's more than Zeke more than Mixon I think last year's running back six would be a still at running back eight where he can go and draft or a guy that can go in the second round or you you're thinking about him in the first round reaching up and drafting him in the first round I don't blame you. I think it's Le'Veon Bell. I really do. I really think it's a it's a Le'Veon Bell type situation. You're getting Le'Veon Bell type workload and stuff. Does it come with a little bit of injuries? Yes. Every single running back so far on this list, it has some risks. Um, but I mean, those stats, I mean, especially the one where, oh, comparing some of Connor and Le'Veon Bell. I mean, they didn't miss a beat. They didn't miss Le'Veon Bell really last season, which is. A part of the reason why they didn't pay him. I mean, James Conner stepped right in and was was great. Um, now, obviously, I think 
Le'Veon Bell, I think, is a more talented guy, especially with his pass-catching ability. Um, but as far as, you know, the straight-up numbers-wise, fantasy points-wise, I don't think there's a drop-off, really. James Conner, um, again, there's there's health issues there since he only played starter snaps, which is like 70% of the snaps, and only like 11 games last year. But James Conner, I think, is he's a very, very good guy. Yeah, so... Um... I actually have, I'm kind of one person ahead of you on my rankings now, so I have him at nine. Uh, so I I like him a lot this year. Like I mentioned a little bit earlier, that's this is a guy I'm even thinking about at the fourth pick just because of risk. I think he's our first guy besides Christian McCaffrey who doesn't have risk on this list, or not yes. as much, near as much. Uh, so I think... I think he's a guy that I would feel comfortable. I wouldn't love having to reach for him there, but I would feel comfortable reaching for him there. Um, I think he's a talented guy, like you said, in a in a good offense. It's going to produce points for him. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, I like James Conner this year. Um, I have him just one spot lower than you. Yeah. Um, my ninth-ranked running back is Le'Veon Bell. I know you said you had Le'Veon Bell higher in the rankings. Would you take Conner or, or, or Bell this season? I'm just... Just wondering. I don't know. I'm kind of at earlier, maybe if you asked me this like three weeks ago, I would have said Connor. Um, However, I've been getting really hyped up about Le'Veon Bell. Is it because he said you should draft him first overall? No, I don't put any (laughs) stock into that. But like, I've just been hearing how good he looks. Um, I I actually kind of like how they're holding him out of the preseason games. I hope they don't play him in the preseason. Yeah. as much as I'd like to see it for fantasy purposes, I hope they don't. Um, because, I mean, there's nothing that... A year off, to me, it could produce a little bit of rust, but I like the yeah. health factor more than the rust. I think you should be able yeah. to knock that off in a couple games. So, basically, he's coming in like... He had a whole healthy year of just rust, and he's coming in apparently looking stronger than ever. He's looking completely healthy. Um I don't, Le'Veon Bell obviously is probably, if he's prime Le'Veon Bell, is maybe the most talented guy on this list. So, I don't know. That's that's a tough one. I'm kind of maybe even leaning to Le'Veon Bell over Connor right now. All right. Um, Le'Veon Bell, like I said, is my ninth ranked running back behind Connor. Um, formerly known as the best fantasy running back in football for those years where he uh, was a stud. Um, I just, he's... he's He's on the Jets. Their offensive line. He is a very, very patient runner. He, I mean, this guy literally walks behind his his offensive lineman, and then boom, makes a jump cut that you don't even understand how he even made the cut. Then boom, he's gone. Can he do that with the Jets' offensive line? I don't think so. But apparently, he looks good. The offensive line isn't the Arizona Cardinals here. I'm not saying that they're just trash, but what I'm saying is that it's not the Pittsburgh Steelers. Where I mean, he is a very patient runner. So maybe the yards per carry goes goes a little bit lower. Um, another thing is Adam Gase's offense. I think was one of the slow has been one of the slowest paced ran offenses um, these last few years. Now obviously he hasn't had the talent that he has now. So maybe this is what he was working with. Uh, he's apparently supposed to be an offensive guru. I, th- I want to say he worked with Peyton Manning and stuff. So that's why I think he still has an NFL job. But as far as this numbers goes from his offenses in the last few years, it's not great. Right now, his reputation has given him the job more than 
production on the field, so to say, if that makes any sense. Um, so, yeah, there, there's risk, but definitely a, a full year off looking good. Um, so, yeah, you love you on Bell. Uh, definitely is, won't get past the second round. Um, a lot of kids are really going in the first round now in drafts. So a little bit of a, a light uh, surge in, 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 in ADP. So, yeah, love you on Bell. Maybe the best, you know, like you said, one of the more talented, best talented guys on this list. Um, I worry a little bit about Adam Gase and a little bit about their running style with the worst offensive line. So it'll be interesting how they all kind of go together. Um, my 10th ranked running back is Joe Mixon. Um, and I think he has risk, but it's more of the Saquon Barkley risk is the fact that the team just sucks. And I feel bad because Joe Mixon is very, very talented. He can catch passes with the best of them. Very good runner. Did you see where he basically baptized Joe, uh, Josh Norman? Did you yeah. see that? Yeah. Yeah, the dude, I mean, that was just like, okay, get off me. Like, and then he broke a tackle after that, too, I believe, for Yeah. He, I mean, at Oklahoma, I'm just going to go ahead. I mean, he's like, he's like Oklahoma's David Johnson. He lined up at the wide receiver position, caught passes there. Very good runner. Big play waiting to happen. The bad thing is that they have some injuries on the offensive line, and the team sucks, especially with A.J. Green out. I mean, he's basically in Saquon Barkley's situation. The only problem there, um, and I think his offensive line might actually be worse thanks to all the injuries. I mean, I think they're the number one drafted guy from Alabama, Jonah Williams. He's out for the year, so boom, he's already back behind, you know? So, um, but Joe Mixon, there's no denying his talent. Just the fact that he's on a sucky team. I feel bad for A.J. Green his whole entire career being there. I want to start to feel freaking bad for Joe Mixon if he continues to be there. Um. So yeah, Joe Mixon, good talent on a bad team, but you definitely. I mean, the offense, like I said, it's kind of like Saquon Barkley. It's going to start and end with Joe Mixon. I love Joe Mixon, but receiver might be a little bit of a homer pick, but yeah, Joe Mixon at number ten for me. Yeah, so I have Joe Mixon here too. Um, I did reach on him a little bit last year because I was really high on him. Um, he's kind of a little bit of a frustrating guy to have on your fantasy team because there's some games that you're just like, what. When a lot of times it's not his fault, but some games it's just like, why is like why did I draft him this high again? It's just like he yeah. doesn't get the work that he should. Like he had a lot fewer receptions last year than what I was kind of expecting. I was expecting maybe not like a Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara type, but like right. a little bit more receptions than what he had. Um, but yeah, just some games it's like, yeah, I like this guy. And some games it's like, ugh. It's I mean, they, only- they they got a new head coach. Um- Dawson Sean McVay coaching trees. Maybe you can expect top kind of Todd Gurley type of workload, especially in the red zone. Again, his team's bad. I think it's gonna be a better offense than what it was last year. So maybe if, you know he will get more receptions than what you did la- uh, than what he did last season for you. Um, again, I think it just comes down to the team that he's on isn't very good. I think the offense is going to be better. So I think it's definitely going to come down to uh, you know he's just not on the best team. Um, my 11th ranked running back, a guy that, he's from Oklahoma, but he's on a good team, actually one of the best teams, is Damian Williams. Um, nobody played with the lead more often than Damian Williams last season, and he faced 6.4 guys in the box on average, which is one of the best in the league as far as, like, not a lot of guys were in the box, because they were worried about Tyree Kale, Sonny Watkins, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, etc., 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 um, and he ranks 112 uh, in yards created per carry, which is one of the worst in the league. 
So it's, I mean, I, I'll say this to just say he could have put. I mean, he was what they're they're they're. I mean, he was the Miami, Miami Dolphins' third string running back. He was the Chiefs' third string running back, and then, of course, this amazing offense that he's in. He was able to find success. I don't know if it's really Damian Williams' talent. I think it's a fast guy. If you're fast and you're on the Chiefs' offense, boom, you have a, um, you know, an advantage. But it's more so of the offense around Damian Williams, I think, than it is his talent. Like I said, he faced only 6.4 guys in the box, but he ranks 112 in yards created per carry. Now, I think um, there's a lot of guys in this league that could have done what Damian Williams did in the offense comes to mind. Uh, Matt Breda, very, very fast guy. Trey Cohen, you know, just, just, just running guys like that, um, I think could have had the exact same success. Um We've seen limited sample size from him. Carlos Hyde is there. Uh, what's his name? Darwin Thompson. Shade. Yep. Um. There. And again, he's a guy. He's fast. He's on a good offense. I've heard a lot of. I've heard more about him than Damian Williams. Andy. Uh, Andy Reid came out and said recently. And I think this is more of him. You know, just kind of challenging Damian to be better, which I mean, you can see as a good and bad thing. He says, "Um, I'll expect a." a uh, RBBC running back by committee approach. I think that's him just kind of um, trying to motivate Damian Williams a little bit more. Uh, Andy Reid in the past really has kind of went to this kind of one running back going back to his Eagles days. And even with the Chiefs when they were with their number, what, their third, fourth running back on the year, they still focused on this, that one guy. Um, so it makes me think that they won't do a running back by committee and then you're just trying to motivate Damian Williams. But then again, it's still kind of a bad thing because why are you trying to motivate? Them? Like he needs motivation. Like it's kind of a an, an awkward situation there. Um, Darwin Thompson, I've heard a lot about. Shade, you're the go-to guy for all things Chiefs. Go ahead and break down the running back depth chart for me. Yeah, so I'm. I actually have Damian Williams ranked lower than you. Um, wow, that's and cool. yeah, and I'm a Chiefs fan, but that's because I'm a Sooners fan. Oops. Yeah, I Sorry. think I think he's gonna put up numbers this year. I am worried about. Um, the competition there because Darwin Thompson, everyone was like kind of excited about him. But then again, like ah, he's small, he probably won't be that good. He's looked amazing in preseason games. Yeah. He hasn't really struggled with blocking, which which was a big concern. Uh, there's been a lot of comparisons um, to uh, uh, I'm trying to think Barry Sanders. Um, guess they're the exact same height, the exact same weight, um, and look what Barry Sanders did. Um, pretty good at football. Yeah. yeah. Not saying that they're saying he's going to be Barry Sanders, but, like, size-wise, that's a comparison of someone that was really good in the NFL. Um, right. So, yeah, I'm worried about it. At least there's going to be other guys getting snaps in there. There's also Daryl Williams, who looks pretty good. Carlos Hyde I mean, may or Carlos may not Hyde, make the team. He caught 60 passes one yeah. season. I mean, he, he's, he can catch passes. Yeah. There's going to um, be, even if it's not running back by committee, there are going to be other guys that get work there. Um, the one thing that... I will say about Damian Williams, if he does start, he's going to get touchdowns. He, last year, in his, I think, five starts, including two playoffs games, I figured it up he was on pace for more than 20. Touchdowns. Yeah, 26 touchdowns, um, yeah. which isn't realistic, but that is pretty crazy. I think he had, like, two recept- or two touchdowns in multiple games. I think one, yeah. one game he even had three in, like two receiving and one rushing. Um so, yeah, he, he's going to put up numbers whether there's kind of a committee or not, and I don't think it's ever going to be a full committee. 
Um, but there is going to be other guys there taking some work from him, so that's why I have him a little bit lower. That, all, that offense is amazing, and that's that's that, that's what that's what helps. That's what happens. Yeah, have an amazing offense, Randy. My twelfth ranked running back, Davin Cook. He's having a great offense. Um, he was RB six in weeks thirteen through seventeen last season. Not only that, but Cook also has less competition with Latavius Murray no longer on the team. Now, I don't think really Latavius Murray would have been a, a huge problem if Cook wasn't injury prone or proved that he could be a workhorse back. Um, and the Vikings may also start to be thinking that, you know, Cook had 10 or fewer carries in 6 of 11 games last year. He was kind of a headache to own last season. I had him in fantasy. Now, you got to think, is is that because the team was trying to win him in, or they, they just don't think he's a 20-carry-a-game kind of guy? Um, you also got to, you know, you have to wrinkle the new offensive coordinator. He got fired within the last couple of weeks of last year. And he became a lot, a lot more run, run happier, um, one of the more run happier guys in the league. Now it's just the fact of Ken Dow- So now everybody's high on him, which he should be. But now it's the guy hasn't proven that he can be a 20 carry kind of guy. Um, can he be that? They drafted Alexander Madison, which is a big, burly running back um, who people think will be used in the Latavis Murray role. Um, can Dalvin Cook stay healthy or. Um, and stuff like that is is the issue. And then if he can, he's on an offense that's going to be one of the more run heaviest offenses in the in the league. And he won't be facing tons of guys in the box because, well, they got to worry about Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs, Kyle Rudolph, and his backup tight Irv Smith Jr. might start for half the teams in the league as well. So, very very good offense, top five offense. He has he has good opportunity in in front of him. Yeah, so I actually had um, Mac and Damian Williams ranked above him. So I have I have Mac. I don't know where you have him ranked, but I have him quite a bit higher than you. It sounds like a few spots at least. Um, I think he's kind of yeah. in the same situation with Damian Williams. He's gonna catch passes. He's a good runner. He's in a good offense, um, but he does have a little bit of competition behind him. Um, so that's why I have him up there. Um, I think talent for talent, he's a little bit better than Damian Williams. And I think well, I have both of those guys over Cook. Uh, just the injury concerns are starting to mount for Cook. Um, yeah. Like you said, they, there was some games last year where they were limiting his workload, whether it was because of lingering injuries or to for injury prevention, I don't know. And um, Matt Madison is a guy I'm going to maybe think about drafting later in drafts just in, just in case because you never Do know. Do you want your Cook. last pick to be – what Latavius Murray was last year? Yes, great idea. Yeah. So that's that. That's that. Um, Leonard Fournette's my thirteenth ranked running back. Fournette had an awful year last season, but if he's healthy, I don't think there's no denying his workload. He's going to carry the rock tons. Um, his three point three yards per carry last season is awful, and people could say his three point three yards per rush with the high volume. It's really good to him being not a good pass catcher. But the team let T.J. Yeldon go, making Fournette, who had 22 receptions in eight in eight games. I think it was on pace for like 30-some-odd receptions in, uh, last season, which is like on like Mar- Marlon Mack territory um, as far as receptions goes. Um, so now he'll be the team's most proven pass-catching back. And let's say he doesn't catch passes, although uh, Fournette ranked 13th uh, as far as on a per-game basis with just 3.3 yards per carry. That's why I have him ranked 13. So even with a bad, awful yards per carry, not a good season last season, if he would have been healthy, we're going to running back 13 pace, T.J. Yeldon gone, 
Leonard Fournette is basically forced into being the team's um, kind of go-to pass catcher, and he's not an awful pass catcher. Like I said, he, he was on pace for like, th- you know, 30, 40 receptions last year, which I think is around like the Marlon Mack territory. Of course, Marlon Mack was only played 12 games last year, so he would have probably gotten a lot more than that. But I'm just saying that you can look at it to be bad yards per carry and say, dude, he was so bad last year. Like, yes, and you can look at the injury risk, which is another thing. That's, I mean, everybody has these risks all of a sudden. But Leonard Fournette, say say he's healthy, but he doesn't have a very good yards per carry, running back, like I said, 13 on average. Then you got to factor in, oh, well, he's going to be the team's leading pass catcher. So that also bumps him up. That could also kind of make people a little bit better about Leonard Fournette. It's all about... Will he take the risk with the injuries um, and stuff like that? But, again, you can't deny the workload that, that the dude's going to get. I mean, he's going to be the three-down back all of a sudden. So it's, it's kind of crazy. What's your thoughts on Leonard Fournette? Um, he's burned a lot of people. So, so, yeah, I actually just had Fournette and Cook both right beside each other in my rankings. And both are guys that I really, really, really wanted to put, like a guy like Carrion Johnson and Aaron Jones, who led Karrion the league in um, yards per carry last year. Um like I, I just think if I was drafting, I'm picking probably Aaron Jones or Karrion Johnson over these two. Um, yes. I think even Fournette's injuries go back to college. I don't think that yes. injuries injuries are ever going to go away for him. I think it's going to be career long thing. Um, yes. He is effective when he's on the field, but he's going to be injury prone. So yeah, that's it's just a lot of risk there. And I do have them two both over Karrion Johnson and Aaron Jones, Same. but I would pick, probably pick them two over. Cook and Fournette just because of injury risk. Yeah, Carryon Johnson is my 14th ranked running back, but I definitely dropped him ahead of Leonard Fournette and you know probably Davin Cook. And Carryon Johnson is the very first running back that has not really an injury risk behind. I think he was hurt uh, to start the season last season, or he missed games last season. It's it's not. It wasn't a big thing. It's just a you know it, it happened. Um, but he is in the, the just the perfect situation. Like he just makes my mouth water. Uh, Johnson played in 10 games last year, started seven. He had 641 rushing yards with three touchdowns and 5.4 yards per attempt. He also caught 32 balls for 213 yards and a touchdown. Again, carry on toward ligament in his knee last year, which made him miss some time. It, when he he was on pace for a healthy total in both yards and receptions, you know, as far as, you know, he, can, he ran for a lot. He, he was on pace to catch for a lot. Um... Of course, you know, the three touchdowns wasn't very big. I think that could have improved. Um, I think Garrett and Blunt being in town, you know, taking up red zone carries. You know, Blunt's gone. Um, Theo Riddick, they just dropped him, making Karen Johnson the number one pass catcher. Um, Theo Riddick, if you know, he, he had like 50 receptions, like three straight years. Like, they, they hyped the target the running backs. Karen Johnson. Um, he's going to be able to get the, those red zone carries, hopefully, with like your blunt gone. He's going to be able to catch the ball with the Riddick gone. Um, their offensive coordinator only passes the ball 52% of the time. 40, 48% of the time, he's going to be running the football. One of the more run-heaviest run teams in the league, Kerryon Johnson is going to be – he's going to – I'm telling you guys, if, if say I had to predict a guy that was not going in the top 10, top 5, that was going to be a, drafted as a – Top ten, top five running back next year. It's carry on Johnson. He's going to get the passing targets. He's going to be a good rusher. If he can stay healthy, carry on Johnson is going to win you some fantasy leagues. I love carry on Johnson this year. 
Yeah, and so that's kind of how I had Cook and Fournette lumped together. I had uh, kind of Aaron Jones and Kieran Johnson um, lumped together. Um, I think Jones was first in yards per carry, and Kieran Johnson was like third, if, if I'm remembering right. He might have been second, though. But they were like .07 apart. Yeah. Um, so you got you like guys like that. I think Aaron Jones is in a better offense, and I think finally this year they're going to be like, okay, this is Aaron Jones' job. He's going to have it all year long. Not going to mess yeah. with other guys. Hopefully he doesn't have some suspension come up. Um, so I think, I think Aaron Jones... Um, I think he's at least in the category with Karrion Johnson. Um, right. Sounds like you might be a little bit higher on Karrion Johnson, but um, I like both these guys here. Um, I'd had Johnson one spot higher than Jones, but I really I want to give some appreciation to Jones too. Yeah, I mean Aaron Jones. We'll be talking about him first on the next podcast. We'll stop at fifteen. Jones came in at sixteen for me, so we'll have time to talk about him in the next podcast. Um, my fifteenth ranked running back is Josh Jacobs rookie from Alabama. I mean, you can take the second-ranked Saquon, for example, or, you know, Ezekiel Elliott or Jordan Howard, the rookie seasons, or Kareem Hunt. Young rookie running backs are successful fantasy-wise. They're young. Like Shade said, I love He loves young running backs. Why? Because, you know, coaches and owners see the younger, fresher running backs and like, okay, well, let's burn these guys into the ground. Um, Jacobs is coming into a three-down row. I'm not talking about, I mean, Talking about three down row, I think Jalen Richard is there. He's going to eat up some receptions. I think the offense is going to be a little bit, uh, oh, a lot better. Um, with Antonio Brown also taking away pressure from him and Tyra Williams down deep. Um, he's into a three down row. Um, he led college football. I don't know the stats. Sorry, it was like the yards after con- first contact. He destroyed him. Um, wasn't used a lot in Alabama, which is also a good thing because, um, hey, he's fresher than. Say Damian Harris on the Patriots coming in, and Derek Henry and Mark Ingram, and and TJ Yeldon, and those boys, um, a little bit fresher coming out of Alabama, which is which is nice, nicer than you know the four hundred some on freaking carries they get in college. Um, he's in a very very good role, going to be hyper targeted. Um, three down back, Josh Jacobs, I think is very very safe at fifteen here. Yeah, so I like Josh Jacobs this year, too. I have him a couple spots lower than you. Um, we kind of grazed over this, but you must be a lot lower on Mac than I am. Um, we'll I'm talk about that. Mac. I'm yeah. 18 on Mac. Yeah, we'll oh. talk about that next podcast because um, I like Mac this year. Um, you also had um, Aaron Jones behind Josh Jacobs, I think, right? Yeah, he's at, um, yeah, he's at So, yeah, and I like Aaron Jones a lot this year. Again, we'll touch on these guys next podcast. Uh, but, yeah, Josh Jacobs... Uh, why we're on him I do like him a lot this year and I'm a Chiefs fan so I don't like Raiders guys but I really really want to get him on my team this year I love rookie running backs and I think he's got the most chance for success out of any of the rookie running backs this year um, so yeah I'm, I hope he's a guy that I can get um, as my running back two or three this year yes um, I mean I, like I said I, I got him in that league that I got talked early um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited about Josh Jacobs. I think he's going to have a chance to win, you know, offensive rookie of the year, potentially. Um, so yeah, he's, he, he's, he's really, really good. We'll touch base on, you know, 16 through the rest. Um, like I said, I have Aaron Jones, 16, Marlon Mack, 18. Surprise pick, uh, for somebody, 
steps at 17 just kind of give you some foresight. Um, me and Taylor both down on Nick Chubb for one glaring reason that we will bring up um, in the next podcast. Um, but yeah, follow, that was the first 15 running backs. Follow us on Twitter. Um, follow the podcast Twitter page at Dynasty Fix Pod. Follow me at Trent Corn FFF, which FFF stands for Fantasy Football Fix. Follow Shade Piper at was is it just Shade underscore Piper Shade mm-hmm. now? Yeah. So Shade underscore Piper. Um, he just dropped. Uh, he he writes articles for uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Kansas City Chiefs. Just had a banging article out about the Thunder's. Uh, was was the eleven best acquisitions in the Thunder's first eleven years or something like that. Yeah. Um, go check that out. Good article. Read that last night. Um, I write for. Um, Mostly brackets, especially college basketball. Basically, focus on just Oklahoma basketball. Just had an article come out about their my projected rotation for them this season. Kind of breaks down all things Oklahoma Sooners from the, their seven freshmen that are coming in to how you know how put up you know exactly how many minutes each guy's going to play, everything, and what I thought what's going to happen. Um, of course, when March Madness comes around, I'll be having some bracketology articles and stuff coming up, some exciting stuff. Also write about Oklahoma Sooners football. Um, I haven't had an article there in, in a little bit. Need to get on that. But um, yeah, Chiefs go-to guy for all things Chiefs. Me, stud. I look good. Follow me. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's about it. You got anything else, Jake? Nope, that's it.